What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Maddie Keywoom, and welcome to this week's episode of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. We are recording on St. Patty's Day, so you know we are ready to have a little bit of fun tonight. And as always, I am joined by the co-host of this podcast, Kevin Perdios. What up, Kevin? Happy St. Patty's Day, brother. What is going on, people? Oh, man. We're one day, one week closer, baby. Let's go. I'm getting one more, week more hyped up as we go on. Let's keep going, baby. Can't wait. Opening day right around the corner. Hell yes. And we have a very special episode tonight. Not because it's St. Patty's Day. Not because it's starting pitcher day. This week's episode is special because we are actually hosting our very first guest. And you can find this guy's work on Couch Guy Sports and the Boston Sports Syndicate. He writes about basically every subject under the sun. He is a member of Above the Parquet Celtics pod and the Red Sox podcast to be named later. Uh, Just a couple of shows that I am very, very familiar with. He is the founding father of the Free Steve movement. The great blogino himself, Chris Henrique. What's going on, buddy? What's up, guys? This is is my podcast debut on Couch Guy Sports. Podcast debut. St. Patrick's Day. Number one blogger finally gets a mic. We got this guy a chance to get on the mic, and we're very excited to have you tonight. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Check out all the written content on couchguysports.com. That is where you can find mine, Kevin's, and all of Chris's articles, and basically a ton more. If you're new to this podcast, make sure you smash that subscribe button wherever you're getting the show. Make sure you rate and review especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts app or iTunes. And please, please, please share this podcast with your buddies, your league mates, your family, and your coworkers. Lastly, I suggest you check out some of the other great podcasts on the Couch Guys Sports Network, shows like the CGS Podcast with the OGs, Small State, Big Take. They actually just had my man and fantasy baseball, uh, you know, Titan right now, Eric Cross on, and the best football pod out there, Yellow Card Podcast. Boys, I am super excited to record tonight. We're talking about starting pitcher, basically the most important position in fantasy. So on this episode, the three of us will be talking, like I said, about starting pitchers. But first, let's talk about a little bit of news and notes. I got four things this time. The, week, the weeks have been pretty good, right? We've said every week, Kevin. We've been pretty fortunate. Yeah. It's been bizarre. It's been bizarre. It's been... Usually, usually by this time, everything's chaos. Yeah. And yeah, we're knocking on wood. We're doing the dances. We're doing everything. Yeah. We're it's... making sure that this, you know, this trend continues. But I do have a few quick things I want to talk about before we dive into, you know, the sleepers, the bus, and the stashes of starting pitchers. Carlos Carrasco, starting pitcher for the New York Mets, is ready to take the bump once again after his re- recent bullpen sesh, which is great news. I'm probably keeping him in my uh, most important league that I'm in. Uh, the Red Sox will start the season with a five-guy rotation and – you know, they don't have necessarily a bunch of gems in that rotation, but the fact that they're going five and not six is better for the guys in that rotation. Uh, Astro starters, Framber Valdez and Forrest Whitley is out for the season. And this is not fantasy. This isn't a fantasy take I'm about to say, but I think you guys may agree. 
Uh, this is just another example of why you shouldn't drag your feet with a prospect. They have been continuously, you know, babying Forrest Whitley, and now this kid will go and miss this season and possibly next year, and he'll be in his mid-20s by the time he makes the big leagues when they could have used him all along. But that's a topic for another time. And my last bit of news, because we're going to talk about this guy uh, a little bit later on in the show, he's actually dealing with a minor calf injury. Boys, do you have anything you want to bring up? Any opening thoughts? Any fantasy baseball takes you want to light on fire before we get started? Yeah, the, um, let's say, put it this way, the Sox named their opening day starter. I think that boosts them a little bit, if mm-hmm. you guys don't know. Especially, E-Rod. yeah, absolutely, because you're going to get two starts out of him probably in week one. Right. So that's so, a good that's a good point. Um, and we'll go into why I think it's a big, big, um, big move or big announcement a little bit later in the show. Um, but yeah, that's huge. You're going to get another day out of him during the week, especially with that five man rotation. Um, I'm a big Erod guy. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. So keep him on your watch list for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a target, especially for you know Boston Red Sox fans you know, nationwide because he is their ace and he's had a good spring. Right. You know, Chris, like you're a Red Sox guy, just like I am. Erod's had a pretty damn good spring. He's been pretty dominant. And it's been nice to see, you know, because the narrative coming into the spring was going to be, what was he going to be like with, you know, coming off of that, you know, myocarditis with the COVID piece. And mm-hmm. he, he looks like he's in shape. I mean, the Sox seem to be doing everything right to get him ready to go. So it's exciting to see he's going to be the opening day starter. Um, and hopefully he can kind of take, you know, his dominant way so far into the regular season because they're going to need it. They're going to need him healthy. For sure, for sure. All right, Kevin, it is tradition here on the show for you. Are we going to start bad? Are we going to start good? Bus, sleepers, where do you want to start, dude? Oh, man, it's been a tough week, so give me some good news. Give me some good news. All right. You know what? I like that. I got to agree with you. It's uh, time for some good news here on the High Heat Fantasy Baseball Podcast. So basically how we have this set up tonight is we're just talking starting pitchers, right? So instead of the two positions that we're usually talking about, it's just one. So we broke it up into shallow leagues or deep leagues. And how we kind of define that is either by your roster size or the amount of teams in your draft. For example, the Couch Guy Sports Network has our draft tomorrow night, which is Thursday night, the day you're probably listening to this show. Uh, And we're 18 teams deep, so we will be obviously categorized as a deep league. Uh, Also, I'm in other leagues. I'm in a 10-team league with not really that deep rosters, so I'm in a shallow league. So that's basically how uh, we're going to define these different types of pitchers. So we're going to talk about sleepers, which means we are higher on then maybe the consensus i'm going to kick it off with a starting pitcher aaron cervelli of the cleveland indians uh as of right now cervelli is you know he's getting some hype because he's pitching pretty good and he's coming off a great 2020 again we've said it before we'll say it again 2020 is basically what you want to make of it you know if you were concentrating on a player's health great if you're paying pay attention to you know somebody called up Whatever it is, that's just kind of how you're going to have to define it. Sorry, I don't have a better way to talk about it than that. But Aaron Cervelli, we're going to talk about him right now. Uh, pitcher from the Cleveland Indians. And he's he's slotting in in their opening uh, day starting pitcher rotation. And I'm pretty psyched about it because the kid's got good, good stuff, right? Uh, 25 years old. 
Uh, last year, he actually had his peak in exit velocity percentage, hard hit rate, you know, for all you batted ball guys out there. And his curveball spin was in the 87 percentile, something that translates well. It's something that, you know, these teams are targeting now nowadays. So Aaron Cervelli is somebody I'm, I'm suggesting you take a little bit of a deeper look at, somebody that I'm trying to draft, somebody I'm going to take a little earlier uh, than maybe the consensus. What do you guys think of Aaron Cervelli? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll take it from here, I guess. And, you know, this is fit the narrative that we started in week one. Is Cleveland going to win? Are they going to be above 500? Yeah, no? we don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. So, in other words, they stink, right? They stink. Right, right. Huh. Funny how we're now looking at another dude on a team that stinks, right? He's going to get the ball. He's going to get – Get you the innings, um, and I believe, like you say, he's 25. Barring any injuries, he's going to be healthy. He should be fine. He's going to be a stud. Cleveland has this miraculous way of developing these pitchers that just turn into absolute studs. So when I hear that there's a Cleveland prospect or however you want to define him, rookie, coming up, I believe the hype because their track record has shown – they're pretty damn good when they say this dude's legit. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they—I mean—they have another kid, Tristan McKenzie, that uh, came up last year and basically set the the fantasy world on fire because the kid looked dynamite right out the bat. Chris, what do you think about Aaron Savelli or the uh, Indians' starting rotation in general? I mean, the Indians just have that track record of just cranking out pitching. You know, they have a program. Same thing like Tampa Bay. Both teams just crank out pitching. Um, his last start. Um, Saturday, eight, he gave eight runs, four innings of work. So he didn't look particularly sharp. Uh, my accent's coming out sharp, sharp there. Um, it's for St. Patty's uh, Day, St. Patty, yeah. The he Boston accent comes out on St. Patty's Day, no doubt. What's funny is I, I don't really have one, so the fact that that just came out, um, he was four and six last year, and the ERA was what 4.74. So I don't know, I mean. It's not someone that I'm going to like actively go out and target. I actually like, I like McKenzie a lot more than I like this guy. Um, I just kind of feel like there's a lot of people that are really high on him, but I just feel that there's probably better value elsewhere. So I, I'm, it's not, he's not a guy I'm going to target. I, I like McKenzie more. I just, I think his stuff so much, so much better. He's just nasty fastball. I mean, kids skinny as a, as a, as a rail, but I, I, I like McKenzie better. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, McKenzie right now is getting drafted higher than Cervelli. So you're definitely, you know, you're, you're not saying any kind of, you're not wrong at all is what I'm trying to say. Cause well, I mean, they're, projecting has, him, they're projecting him to go 26 starts on fantasy pros at a 99 record. Like, I feel like yeah. you can get that anywhere. You know what I mean? Like you can get that, you can get that from a, like, why draft that when you can pick that up during the season and you can, that's someone that's going to fill the gaps if you get guys on the IL. They think he's going to go nine and nine, nine and nine, uh, 4.4 ERA with a 1.3 whip. I just feel like that those are just numbers. You can like, why draft that? Dude, that's that's valuable in a fantasy season though. Like those are things you need in a year, especially a guy who gives innings. Like we're not talking about someone at the top of your draft. We're talking about someone who's getting drafted around one ninety. and I'm taking, taking a little bit earlier than that. Like some of the guys I would take him over that, uh, you know, 
I would take him over Dustin May because I, I'm scared of the ups and downs of Dustin May. I, I would take him over Chris Bassett, who had a solid 2020 as well. So, like, I it's not that necessarily that this guy's going to know be your ace. He definitely should not be your ace. No, but, I would I would go Dustin May over this guy. I just, I don't know. I've been so you're an upside believe- guy. Yeah, I, that's... See, like guys, I'm a risk I'm management guy. Get. I'm a risk management guy. I like to minimize all my risk. I'll take my chances in certain places. Uh, but, you know, a guy like Dustin May, who could be an absolute train wreck, or he could be a stud. Like, I, I, those are risks I guess I'm not willing to take uh, at this part of the draft. Or, or, or you know, I guess, this, again, we're talking shallow leagues, deeper leagues. I'm kind of in the deep league mood, so that's kind of where my head's at. But in a shallow a league, I think league. you're kind of right that I would take Dustin May. Take that upside, but that's, I think if you're in a, you know, I think if you're in a deep league, this is the guy you want to go after. You want to target. If you're in a, if you're in a shallow league, twelve teams, something like that, this is a player that's just going to kind of fill the gaps here or there. Oh, uh, you know, for you, sure. You were but talking about you were talking about innings. I mean, this this dude's projected to throw 151 innings. Again, you can get that anywhere. And then on top, can of you last can you year, get that anywhere? Are you just saying that? Because I think you're saying that. I think you can. Like, where I can you just get that anywhere in today's game? That you could just get 155 innings. All right, give me one second here. I think you can get that from I, – I think you just named a guy in Carrasco. I think you're going to get that from him. Well, yeah, but you're talking – I mean, Carrasco is a guy that's getting taken. You're talking about 130 picks earlier. Obviously, I take, he's going to be I take Brad – I would take Brad Keller from the Royals over this dude. Yeah, see, okay, that's fair. But that's – I. you know, I would kind of categorize those guys pretty similarly. You know what I mean? Uh, but severely – lower. Yeah, hey. Dave, that's fine. Take him. Like, I, I think that's a good call. Actually, you want to talk a little bit more about Brad Keller? Because that is a guy that, you know, didn't pitch early on in 2020, but he came on late and he was pretty good. So, Chris, why don't you take a, talk a little bit about uh, uh, Brad Keller real quick? Well, um, so I, I do a CBS league and that's is my main league. He's ranked 87th overall. And I, the one thing with like CBS, they don't really rank their players very well compared to some of these other leagues. But um I just look at, you know, some of the key stats. If you know, if you go to Statcast really quick for this for for Keller, um, guys hit 187 off his slider. Guys hit 179 off his four seam fastball. He threw those two pitches like 80 percent of the time. So, uh, for me, like if he's gonna be able to get a third pitch that's kind of in there, so that we can kind of keep the hitters honest, I, is there upside? I mean, I, again, I'm upside. So I'll say that a lot throughout this entire show. Um, I just like the fact that, again. Fastball slider, just 25 years old, doesn't really have a history of injury. And I think the Royals are going to be a lot better than – I think the Royals will be a lot better than what Cleveland is going to throw out there. I think Cleveland's such a, a wild card in the, in the whole – in that whole American League Central. I think the White Sox are the team to beat, but I think Kansas City is going to be sneaky good. And they get a lot of young pitching, and they've been developing this kid for a while. I feel like this is going to make a break year. He's going to take that next step. No, you're definitely onto something there because, he, like you said – you're getting him late in drafts, and if you if you're willing to take him over someone like Aaron Savelli, that's somebody you should make sure you lock in because he could really have some upside for you. Uh, we're gonna move on to the uh, the next sleeper here, uh, pitcher. He's a starting pitcher from the New York Mets. Okay, Marcus Stroman, my guy. I've liked Marcus Stroman. He's, I've been a fan of his forever. I know he's kind of a love him or hate him type of player, but I personally. 
I love him. I think he's a good player, and I think he brings something to the table that is rare in today's game, which is consistency. You know, you can get him right now outside of the top 200, and I would take him over. I would take him over Aaron Savelli, someone that we just talked about. I would take him over Brad Keller, someone we just talked about. I would take him over Tristan McKenzie, someone we just talked about. So I, I'm betting high on him right now. Actually, in my rankings, I'm higher than consensus right now and honestly after seeing his third pitch his new uh like split change he's gonna move up my list i have met starting pitcher 38 and he has some helium he will rise before the opening day rank uh, uh opening day rankings come out so boys what do you think about marcus stroman the stro the stro show the stro show the he's he he's i like him too i like him a lot i'm a big big fan of him you know, I think he's a dude that, for whatever reason, I, I, doesn't get the credit he deserves, right? He's just a dude that's always there. He's always pretty consistent. I think he fits into that Mets rotation very nicely. But this next take could be completely debunked. What's the deal with Thor? Is Thor shut down for the year? Uh, he's not going to start the year. Guard? Healthy, but he is expected to pitch throughout the he's summer. He's on the 60-day DL. He's right? on the 60-day DL. So he's kind of on the uh, same lines as a Chris Sale, I would say. Someone so coming off major surgery. Break. Yeah. Let's say uh, all-star break. Let's say okay. all-star break to be safe, yes. So this is where a stroke could rise or fall, right, very quickly with Thor coming back. Because I think the minute Thor comes back, Thor's been their guy. Thor's there. Him and Grom, it's been, you know, well, when Harvey was there, it was a three-headed monster. But, you know, those two, you have to have them one and two. Stroh right now, he has this first half of the year to really, like, assert himself, being like, no, nah, this number two spot's mine. This number two spot's mine. I don't care who's coming back. I'm taking it. And you're not going to take DeGrom out. Dude's top three pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I got him at my starting pitcher number one. Yeah, you know, I think that's fair too. Um, so I do very much think Stro, once Thor comes back, Stroh's going to have that good of a first half of the year where they kind of sit and be like, shit, man. <laughs> how do we take him out of that two-hole? Or how do we take him out of that, you know, handing him yeah. the ball every fifth day? So I, I'm, I'm in on him. So the sleepers – yeah, have him there. I would almost take him as if this dude's around, right? If this dude's what's his ADP right now? Shows two oh six. Two oh six. Okay. So if he, I would even say if he's flirting around that one fifty mark, take him. I'm. I think he's gonna balloon up. I think he's he's gonna be legit this year. Yeah, yeah. The Mets I, have something to prove. Bottom line, the Mets have something to prove, and I think them and the Red Sox are in the same boat where it's yeah. what we're going to no, shut you right. all up, you know. And, and I, this is the year that they just seem to have that little buzz around them that yeah, we're going to make you guys, we're going to make you guys realize that we're legit. Yeah, listen, this isn't just uh, St. Patty's Day talk here. I, I'm going to see your uh, pick 150 when it comes to uh, Marcus Stroman, and I'm going to call uh, 127 is where I would have him. So I actually have him higher up as well. I just, I, like I said, I just like a guy who's going to take the ball to the fifth day. And, you know, when a guy like Syndergaard gets back, 
if if Strowman's pitching great, the, the confidence that the team will have in him, uh, you know, it, it won't matter whoever comes back. He will, yeah. like you said, they'll rely on him mm-hmm. and, and turn to him every fifth day to, to get them a win. So uh, it's someone I like quite a bit. Chris, do you, do you have anything to add about uh, Marcus Stroman? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm high on him. I think that, uh, I think one, he's, he's got something to prove. Didn't play obviously last year. He opted out mm-hmm. with the COVID piece, but you know, in his, what, 11 starts of the Mets, but after he got traded back in 2019, he was four and two, three, seven, seven ERA through 60 innings. Um, I, I think just to what you guys are saying, I mean, he, I just think it's, he's going to be a, a dude that's going to go out there and I, I just don't see how you can take him out of the number two hole. I just think he's got way too much to prove. I think this Mets team is going to be solid. And then just kind of you slot Syndergaard back in. I think you got to kind of maybe wean him in like the Sox going to wean Sale back in. You know, if you can get it's 12. If it, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah, I think you can get like off. 12 starts out of him. No, no, you get mm-hmm. um, But I just, I mean, you look at, you know, you look at Stroman. I mean, 146 career games with a 3.76 ERA, just mm-hmm. under 700 strikeouts. Um, his whip is under 1.3. I'm a big whip guy. I like, I like fantasy yeah. guys with low whips. I like, so, um, usually that one point, I don't want you getting higher than like a, a guy with like 1.3 whip, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, back when he was in the AL, he finished eighth beside young, you know, I just, I think you get this guy and he's still hovering around the 125 mark. I think you make the move. I think you pull the trigger and you grab him. Yeah. And like you said, like early, we kind of, this is kind of like where our worlds collide, right? Chris, I, I like safe. You like upside and Marcus Stroman has a little bit of both. I feel like going into 2021. Yeah. All right. So we, this is our last sleeper in shallow leagues. And it's a guy that, you know, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take control of here. I'm, I'm not going to lead the way when it comes to this guy. I'm gonna actually going to pass the ball over to my man, Chris, because he actually just wrote an article about this pitcher. So Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody, you know, about the starter down in Florida. Yeah. Tyler Glasnow. Um, I think that if I think one, his average, like ADP for like the starting pitcher, I think is at the 17th rank starting pitcher in like most leagues throughout. I think that's fair, but if you have an opportunity to grab him sooner, and I'm not saying like he's like the ace of your staff, I'm not, you're not drafting Glassnow to be ace, but if you can grab him early, I just think there is so much upside with this guy. He's been absolutely lights Crazy out. Upside. This, yeah. He's been absolutely lights out this spring. He's been throwing a ton of gas. I just, and now he's incorporating a third pitch because typically he's only featured two pitches. Um, so he's been he's been throwing the forcing fastball. He's been throwing the slider. He's been incorporating the the curveball. And really, the biggest like feedback from Kevin Cash is can he do that with consistency and mix up those pitches to keep guys honest in the box? Yeah. Everything so far this spring go. I mean, it shows you he's he's been able to back that up. You know, and you know on top of it now, last year he threw his changeup four percent of the time, and if he's starting to work that changeup into the mix right now. And in the spring, and he can throw that pitch with consistency. Here's now a guy with, again, huge upside. Came over from that, that trade mm-hmm. with the Pirates for Chris Archer, who's, you know, ironically back with the Pirate, uh, with the Rays. Now. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love the pick. I, I am targeting him a lot earlier. I just, I love the upside. And I think it's, it's Glasnow a bust for me. Yeah. Right now, Glasnow, I mean, he looks absolutely dynamite. In spring training. Right now, I have him at 17. And if you look at my pitcher rankings, 
coming out of the shoe, I wanted to be pretty safe. So I ranked some veterans uh, over him. Uh, but I, I can see him rising after the spring. And if he's healthy, you know, a month or two in and still pitching at a high level, he will shoot far up more because that's really kind of been the biggest question mark on him for me. That and like you said, Chris, his pitch mix, throwing the ball. He threw his fastball 60 percent of the time. And that's just not going to cut it in the big leagues. But he also had a strikeout rate, almost 40 percent wild stuff he's got some absolutely lightning uh, in his right arm and if he can like you said if that change up becomes an effective third pitch or, or a slider or something like uh and he can bring that fastball and mix it up and stay healthy this guy could be you know someone you draft second third pitcher on your team but can be an ace for you and an ace of the whole league so uh great upside there and, and, and the top 20 guys and somebody in if you're in points leagues like that, I like to play in, you know, pitchers, pitchers rise and pitchers get, they go on pitcher runs. So pitchers go fast. And, and if, if you got to be aggressive to, to get Glasnow, especially if you're playing with Chris, cause he's got, he's gunning for the kid. I look. Yeah. I, no, yeah. Glasnow dude, just feeding off what you guys said. I don't understand what the hell people are thinking when they're not giving this dude the credit he deserves. He's he's a dude, right? He's a stud. So I'm very high on him. I think he, like you both are saying, he's going to find his way up there. He's going to – he's a guy I definitely want on my team, bottom line. I, I, I don't know why people aren't giving him the love he deserves. I'll leave it at that. Alec Bowman, Tony Glass, and, and, and Glass now. That's, what we, that's, that's the names from this podcast so far. I think it has a lot to do with the Tampa Bay piece. I still don't think people are 100% bought into yeah. what Tampa Bay does. It's true. I, you know, and it's it's a shame. I mean, just every single year over the last, it's been what, five, six, seven, eight years, they just seem to keep throwing out these dudes. I mean, this year, I, again, I mean, we're not, I guess we could kind of call it a sleeper, but like, how about Patino? He came over in the Snell deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you, again, you're in a deeper league. You know, what's cool about the league that I'm in, because it's kind of unorthodox, it's not your, like, standard where you just go and draft and you have mm-hmm. keepers. Like, we do contracts and things like that. Yeah, it's um, a pretty cool league. It's definitely something yeah. you should come on in a future show and kind of break down, because you explained it to me, and it's a pretty pretty sweet league. So, like, when we do fantasy, it's hard, because, like, we don't do a standard draft. It's league champion kicks it off, and he names players, and we have an $80, an $80 uh, salary cap. And it's strategy, you know what I mean? So a guy like Patino like is a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He was and this kid here is a dollar fifty for the next three years and drafted for upside, you know. So I think it, uh, he's another one. Again, you're not gonna go early for him at all, but if he's still lingering out there, there's a ton of upside with him. I think there's a lot of Tampa Bay arms that there's I think it's worth keeping an eye on, but again, depending on how your league's set up, I'm not like targeting these guys, but I think there's some players that's it's a major upside that if you miss out on some of the, the guys that you want, uh, there's upside there in Tampa. Definitely. And if if you got one of these guys uh, from the Rays, you're hoping that they're hot right out of the gate. You want them to be as good as they possibly can, as fast as they possibly can, because you want them to use guys like Wanda Franco and guys like uh, Luis Patino, like Chris just said, someone that they you want them to be incentivized to play them because they're winning. So if uh, those are guys on your team, fingers crossed that the Rays are good. As a Red Sox fan, I don't care. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so we will talk. Let's let's stay in the shallow leagues. So we, we started with the shallower league uh, sleepers. So let's take 
Let's talk a little bit of sad stuff. Sorry, Kevin. I know it's been a rough week, but we're going to talk about the uh, the shallow league busts here. And, and uh, I know we talked pre-show. This is actually going to be a little bit of a, a debate here uh, between Kevin and I. So, Chris, why don't you why don't you play role of judge, if you don't mind? So we're both going to plead our cases with this player, and why don't you uh, pick the winner? All right, sounds good. Uh, Kevin, would you like to go first or second? Um, go ahead, kick it off. All right, I'll I'll second. I all like right, home okay. team. Home team. All right, that's fair enough. Fair enough. You pick. You pick Buster sleepers, so you can pick home or away. That's. I think that's totally fair. <laughs> off, of course. So my number one sleep. My number one bust in shadow leagues is Clayton Kershaw. And listen, uh, this isn't a. This isn't a, a matter of stuff. Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers of the entire generation. Uh, it's a matter of team strategy. And it, there's no secret that the Dodgers are trying to win another World Series. They're trying to go back to back. So they they, they, they got November on the mind. And they I think they'll, you know, kind of piss away games in June, July or whatever. And, and and I only say piss away in terms of fantasy value for Clayton Kershaw because they'll give him DL stints, and I'm using the, the rabbit ears here, DL stints to give him rest. Uh, last year, 2020, was one of his better seasons, but I think that kind of correlates with the short season. Uh, someone who's battled with health later in his career benefited from a short season. And like I said, I got all the respect in the world for Kershaw, but I just feel like the Dodgers will not use him in a way that's beneficial for your fantasy team. They will play him in a way that's beneficial for their actual team. Uh, And I think that is a big enough, um, I think that's a big enough knock on him right now, because after all, you know, fantasy baseball is a value based game and Kershaw is going pick 31 overall. 12th starting pitcher taken. Uh, and I currently have him ranked 21st. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I love him uh, as a pitcher. I love his stuff. If I was starting a real team, I would definitely want him in my rotation. But in terms of fantasy, uh, I'm going to be taking guys that are getting drafted after him. So I will not be having much Clayton Kershaw. So I would suggest staying away from him uh, in your draft too. Yeah, I, I... – are we are we arguing over Kershaw or someone else? Because I'm not far off on what you're thinking. I thought Kershaw. it was Kershaw. No, no, no. There's another dude. There's another dude. Okay, so we're gonna do two rounds. Y. His name starts with Y. His first okay. name starts with Y. We're gonna talk right. about him. All right. But yeah, I, I think um, I'm not gonna fully agree with you, and not gonna fully disagree. You know, I'm 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 taking the Tony Maserati approach. And I'm just sitting on the fence. Right, you can't, you can't, you can't hold this, you know, whatever. I'm on yeah, the fence, okay. So, whatever, I'm taking the coward way out. I know, but you know, he he's, I think, for the last couple of weeks, I've said guys that just fought people fall in love with the name, you know, yeah. they fall, oh, clean Kershaw, oh man, you know, yeah, he was dominant for the last, you know, three years, you know, prior. I, I, I don't, I think he's getting old, his age is catching up to him. A little bit. Um, you know, do I and, still want him on my team? Yeah, because he's still that good. But I do now think there's these younger guys yeah. coming up 
that are just more electric. They're pumping 98 with filthy breaking stuff that they're going to get higher strikeouts, which is going to in turn, you know, lead to lower ERA. Kershaw's more of that finesse guy here. I'm going to put 93 right on the corner. You know, the good hitters are now going to catch up to that. You know, the Mike Trouts are going to know how to hit that. The Fernando Tatises, who's going to play, what, like 19 times this year? Dude's going to have yeah, yeah. 50 the, yeah, yeah, Dodgers and Padres obviously are going to play a whole bunch. So, you'll, you know, three at least three or four starts from Kershaw will be against uh, the Padres. So, Tatis yeah, will be so, a, a, a foe for Kershaw all year long, no doubt about it. Right, and, he, and Tatis is a – you know, he's a stud. Once in, yeah, he's a generational talent. You know, that dude's legit. But and there, there's so, a number of those guys now, obviously in the NL West in particular. So right, you know, that's right. not that's and, another and, thing that kind of stinks for Kershaw. You know, he he may very well, but at the same time, he very very well could benefit from that. Yeah, we're just gonna like nurture you to, so that we come November, we'll let you eat. But we'll let, you know, October, November. Yeah, we'll unleash we'll you, like, yeah. Yeah. But that's not during fantasy season. That's what sucks right? for owners. Right. But, you know, it's tough because I don't, again, don't have him as your one, right? Don't take a, oh, Kershaw's my go-to guy. Yeah. Have him as your almost your three or four. Oh, that, yeah. Well, and, yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to get him as your three or four, but if you right. could, that'd be fantastic. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's why I would say – if you're drafting him as a one, yes, he's a bust. If you're if you're finding ways where you're playing with in a fantasy league with a lot of smart people like us three, then you may you may kind of find a way to get him later because I think a few of us when I'm going, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm going whoever over Scherzer over Kershaw. Oh yeah, like that you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, don't don't. Don't fall in love with the name. Look at the stats. Blank out the names. Look at the stats. Draft off that. And for everyone, for, for all you Couch Guy Sports uh, members out there that are in our baseball league, he was directly calling you out right there. So the 15 of you guys that aren't part of this podcast right now, uh, eat it, is what he's saying. Exactly. Chris, Judge Chris, I think we I think we know who won that one. I got to tell you what, I, uh, I would take you, Darvish, over Clayton Kershaw. I would take Tyler Glasnow over Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. uh, I would even take Blake Snell over Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw right now, you're drafting his name. Uh, that's all you're doing. If yeah, if, again, it depending on the league that you're in. He's not been okay. One, he's gonna be their opening day starter. So great. But two he hasn't looked that great this spring. He was actually shelled his last time out, which I think was like a day or two ago. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. The only it's thing true. that I, the only thing though with Kershaw is that he has the ability where he continues to try to do more with less. So as he's, you know, as he's gaining an age and obviously sometimes the stuff isn't always there, he still finds a way to be effective. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to draft him and you're going to get him, and if you can get him to you, the credit to what you guys are saying is being your three or four, which I don't think is going to happen because someone's going to go and reach and they're going to grab him earlier. Um, but if you can get him and you can stat, you can kind of mix him in with a mix of other guys. I think you got, I think you get someone that you can 
that is going to be able to be productive for you. I just, if you think you're going to get Kershaw and he's going to be that ace, the, the Kershaw of five years ago, I just think you're mistaken. I think you're mistaken. So I kind of am on the fence with you guys both made similar arguments. Yeah. So I think we're all on the same page is what ended up happening with this here game is we're all on the same page. You're, well, you're drafting Kershaw. Don't draft him. Don't, I'm not saying don't draft no. him. No. I just don't consider him elite. And I think too many people think he's elite. I don't think he's elite anymore. From a fantasy perspective, right. I don't think he's elite. It's you know, I would probably say that he is on the cusp of either being, he's probably in that near elite category, and he's probably a year away from being in the next best thing. That's, I think that's perfectly way a perfect way to say, uh, kind of a way to sum up all the things that we all just had about Kershaw is, uh, you know, let someone else in your league take him. Basically, is what we're saying because you're not gonna he's not gonna be there in you know pick forty. He's he's gonna go a lot earlier than that given his uh, pre draft ranking. So and then you'll be able uh, to get him from that team that's gonna suck. And you'll be able to get him pretty cheap. You can trade for him, and we've talked about exactly. that. That's something that we talk about frequently here on High Heat Fantasy Baseball, which is, you know, let somebody else draft him, and then you go trade for him. You know, yeah, put a little, I, a little I, Dave Dabrowski move on him. Right. right. I think that's the move. Let someone else make the dumb mistake of drafting him. Let them realize that this dude isn't going to win you a fantasy league by any means. So, and then go trade. And go get him. Trade for him. You know, come playoff time or whatever you want to call it. All right, so I'm going to talk about my next two busts real quick because, Chris, you alluded to them. Kevin, you want to talk about them. Uh, but let me really just wrap up my last two busts here because it will be quick. My first one, Steven Strasburg. That is the guy I hinted at earlier with the calf injury. And the only reason uh, why I'm staying away from him is where he's going in drafts. Uh, he's going pick 63 Overall, he's a top 20 starting pitcher, and due to his injury history, I'm not betting on it. So uh, I'm, I think Steven Strasburg is somebody you should stay away from as well. Yeah, high risk, high, re- uh, high risk, but high reward. High reward, and I think at that ADP, there are similar rewards. Kind of like you made this the similar point you made for Cervelli, which was pretty accurate. You know, it, it, you were onto something there. I think the same thing with Strasburg. There's just better guys at that point in the draft. Yeah, it's like with Sixto, less injury Sixto history. Sixto Sanchez. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Um, I love I him. Barrios. Love Sixto. I would go Barrios. Well, I am actually very high on Barrios. I think very Barrios is poised for a big, big season. Uh, so he that was my franchise. He was my franchise in our league. We had one franchise player, and like the you pick Barrios. Oh. I did because our pitching. So here's the deal: like our pitching is so thin this year. Yeah. That so like the number one starter on the market is Zach Wheeler from a projection it, standpoint. Then it goes somebody we're gonna talk about later on in this podcast, actually. You know, Wheeler, uh Corbin, uh Lance Lynn, Grinky, Darvish, Hendricks, Plesek. So like guys like that. So it's not super deep. There's so some good guys though. There is, but twelve we're a twelve team or a twelve team league, and there's right. a lot of us who have some money to spend. So I think for us this for this year, we're, it's really what your prep what your prep looks like. And again, I feel like there's gonna be some guys who are gonna go after some of those names where I'm just gonna kind of be in the background. But I wanted to uh, I wanted to franchise Barrios, lock him up, one less pitcher that's out there. Yeah, I like him. Like I got I got Barrios in my top twenty. I got him at eighteen, and, and I'm you know when I break down my rankings, it's somebody who could tick up a, a notch or, or 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 so. So I do like Jose Barrios. Uh, somebody I don't like my last my last bust here in shallow leagues is Zach Plesac, another starting pitcher from the uh, Cleveland Indians, and it's basically based on two factors, and I'll just go through them quickly. One, uh, 
his actions last year kind of proved that he might not be a pro's pro. That might be unfair, but that's just, you know, how I feel. So it is what it is. And, and number two is he's not having a good spring. So when you come up with some self-inflicted adversary, advert, adversity, I'm so bad with words sometimes. I don't know why a podcast, uh, but adversity. And he hasn't answered the bell after that. So it's just a guy I just don't have confidence in. And sometimes we've talked about it here on the very podcast. It's about bro science. Right. It's not about stats. And, and this is kind of uh, a thing here that I just don't think he's got it. So I'm not going to use a top 80 pick to get him. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to kind of argue that point. I Let's think go. He, here we go. What? Mute. I'm going to mute your mic. Mute this mic. Kevin's mic is now muted. Okay, yeah, Chris, so let's talk. Oh, okay. I... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're right. The dude, you know, he's young. He's a kid. You have to remember he's still a kid. Um, I put I put stock in that last name, Plesak. Um, you know, for any of you guys out there that don't watch MLB Network, you're not a baseball fan, so see you later. Go watch lacrosse or something. But anyways, um, <laughs> no, his, his, his uncle, his uncle is, is Dan Plesak, pitched in the big leagues. Um, you know, I, I think the kid has electric stuff, but he's a kid, you know, and, and what you alluded to not being the pros pro, are you going to tell me that Trevor Bow is the pro pros pro? I mean, the, the, the no, but he's got better stuff and that's, you can be a douche when you have stuff so like Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Does Trevor Bauer have yeah. better stuff. Yeah. He shook somebody out with one eye, which is super douchey, but it's pretty cool. I, I don't it's know pretty... where you're allowed to swear on that, but that's so. You can shut, swear as much as you want. We don't get restrictions shut up, on that. Shut up. Like Trevor Bauer, I, I'm on the Trevor Bauer train. All right. I, I like him. But it doesn't the, sound like it. I struck him out with one eye. Dude, stop it. Just stop it. All right. Kevin. It's not, it's not like, dude, you can still see. All right, dude, I have one eye closed. I can perfectly. How many fingers? Yeah, how many fingers? Two on each, two on each hand. Yeah, he's got it. He like, nailed it. What, like, what are you he trying nailed to it. get at? Kevin, let me ask just, you this, though. Just stop. Just Kevin. dominate the game and move on. All right? You're not, you're not 25 years old. That's something that Zach Plezak would pull because he's a kid. And he's a kid that was stuck. He, he wasn't the only guy involved in that incident. All right? The other dude got shipped out. So I'm putting more stock in Clevenger. So, Kevin, very first episode of this show, we talked about our ages. You remember that? Yes. And I was 30. I'm 33. And you said your age was what? 25. 25. Do you know how old Zach Plesak is? 25. 26. So what? I'm turning 26. Dude, would you? So you called him a kid? He's older than you. He's your elder. Respect your elder. I'm still a kid. Wait, wait. Hold on. The shit I pull sometimes, you're like, dude, this kid cannot be in charge of Hey, don't say it. You're a teacher. (laughs) You're a molder of young minds. (laughs) But wait, but think about it. I'm I'm good at my job because I can relate to young minds. Because I am a young mind. You know what I mean? That's true. All right. So you so that's so you're saying I'm being ageist with Zach, please say. Yes. Yes, I fair, you know, fair. It, it, hey, if I if I'm gonna throw a bro science, you can throw it right back at me. Yeah, I think it is bro science. I watched a dude pitch, he's legit. You know, I put it this way would you want him on the Red Sox? No, yeah, oh, I'm just kidding. I would, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I'll give you what I'll, I will want him wearing the Red Sox uniform, getting ball into the fifth 
every fifth day, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He's that good. I'm in on him. I don't know, like, what's his ADP, I guess. That would be the It's question. pretty high. That's – it's 77. He's a top 80 yeah. pick. You got to take him, you know, See, this pretty is early. This is where we have to – Wait, let's, let's do it this way, Kevin. Let's do it this way. I, I always find these exercises to be super useful because it gives – it puts you in the map. You know, you remember that show, You Too Young for Friends? Friends episode, you know, Joey put himself in the map yes. in yes. London. So let's put ourselves in the map. And I'm going to say Zach Plesak or this pitcher, and you tell me who you would rather draft. Zach Plesak or Kyle Hendricks? Plesak. Zach Plesak. Chris, you jump in too. So you say the same yeah, thing. So Plesak over Hendricks? 100%. I got Hendricks like two years ago, and the dude went down the freaking – he went the wrong way. I'm also He's, Hendricks. I will never I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm, I love Hendricks. I love Hendricks. So we're, we differ on that. Let's keep working. The only the Hendricks that I do is, is the gin and tonics. That's the only Hendricks <laughs> well, that I throw down. It's a great Hendricks. That is a great Hendricks. Do, you know? Please, Zach, or Zach Grinky? Please, Zach. Please, Zach. Okay. Right. So, okay. Oh, all right. So this is Depen- – Well, it depends I, on the league, though. Depends on the league. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Right. So well, I think with these two guys, right, Hendricks and, and Granky, they're not overpowering stuff. They're finesse. I love they're fine- yes. they're finesse guys, which talking fantasy wise, I don't love. I don't love finesse guys fantasy wise. If I'm starting a team right now, right, like I'm rolling out my starting rotation, yeah. I'm I'm big on that. Like I want a Kershaw who's now a finesse guy because he's not overpowering stuff. You want guys who can adapt, right? Like Chris said, he's a pitcher. Kershaw is a pitcher. Well, we all agreed on Kershaw. We're not talking about Kershaw. We're talking about Plesac versus these guys. Right, but Kershaw is an example of a finesse guy now. Would you? Let's ask that question. Would you take Zach Plesac or Clayton Kershaw? Plesac. Plesac. I do. I think his. So you so you got Plesak. So that's here's 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 what and why, right? Because on paper you take Kershaw, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what and why I think I go Plesak. Who throws harder? Plesak, I think. Yeah, uh, the home run ball scares me with Plesak, though. But no, Plesak had a uh, no no Plesak's fastball uh, fastball velocity was only in the forty seven percentile, so he's probably pretty similar to Kershaw. I can actually look that up to me. Oh, I thought he was throwing a lot harder. I I was convinced Plesak was throwing upper nineties. I thought no. he was sitting like ninety seven, ninety eight consistently. He was he did have a a more consistent and a better. Uh, he was higher in the fastball velocity department, but. Than Kershaw, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't even the upper half of the okay, league. So, so this is where this is where my thought process goes. The way the game's going, I've said multiple times, I effing hate the way the game's going because it's so screwed up. But it's the three outcomes, right? It's the three, three outcomes, correct? Yeah. Walk, strikeout, home run. All right. So if you're basing it off that, you're not going to allow. You're not going to want a dude that's pumping ninety two. Because eventually one of those home run guys are going to connect with it, right, and hit it. 98, if I put you 98 up in the zone, it's a lot harder to catch up to. That's basic it. That's like there's no massive logic behind it. I'm looking, okay, if we're going to three outcomes, 
everyone's going to try to hit a home run. I'm putting more more faith in someone not being able to catch up with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball versus a 94. Well, I mean, I think even, even Shane Bieber showing that if you elevate, 94-95 is plenty uh, dangerous for the way these guys are attacking the plate, like you said. So uh, you don't yeah. necessarily have to be 98. Obviously, it's great to, to, to throw Ched like that, but – uh, even if you don't, you can be effective. And Zach Plesak was effective last year. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm using bro science. Why I don't think he's uh, somebody that I'm going to target. You, Kevin, are very much in on a guy like Zach Plesak, which is great because uh, now I don't have to worry about him. High. You, you have him higher than Kershaw. So that's pretty high. I would say, right. okay. you know, we, we put Kershaw we, we, shouldn't be that high. <laughs> it's a little bit of, we, <laughs> we've kind of melted the candle on both ends, I guess, right, right there, right? right? With a little bit of, little, Kershaw's a little too high. So really, I mean, police acts a little too low and they kind of met right. in, in your perfect, they're, they're perfect in spot. Ballpark, but like you said, one's too high, one's too low. They're right in the same area. Mm-hmm. I just got into my head. I'm going police act because I think he, no, He's younger and throws harder, dude. You've already swayed me on Alec Bohm, so I'm gonna keep my mind open to anything you want to throw my way. Uh, I'm just gonna smash through these stashes because, uh, you know, shallow leagues. These these are only guys I'm targeting in shallow leagues and deeper leagues. It's a little bit more tricky, uh, and you're gonna find a pretty commonality in the first two. Uh, in a shallow league, I'm definitely trying to stash Chris Sale and Noah Syndergaard because in the leagues nowadays, especially. Uh, Commissioners have uh, been more uh, cognizant as ever to make sure that there are IL spots. So you're going to have some. And, and if you do, you stash guys like that because, you know, baseball is a long, long season. And if they come back, even at the all-star break and, and, or even for the stretch run, that could be guys that really, really help your team. Uh, the third stash that I have in shallow leagues is Tony Gonsolin, pitcher for the LA Dodgers. Kids got tremendous stuff. He would be a, top five pitcher, starter, rotation guy for pretty much every team in the league other than the Dodgers. And for reasons uh, I said earlier about Kershaw, they're going to rest him and they'll probably rest others. And uh, Tony Gonsolin is going to be a guy that gets flexed in quite often. Uh, so if if he want, he's somebody you want to throw in, on, throw on your, onto your roster late in drafts, I would definitely, definitely do so because he, if he gets innings, he's going to be a monster. Kids a stud, and you can get him after you know pick two thirty. So that's uh, my other stash. So we've talked about shallow leagues. Let's jump into deep leagues, boys. Uh, we'll start with busts. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way because I think we can kind of filter through it. But I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say, especially about one of these guys. Uh, so my first bust, uh, I think it's pretty easy. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it's Denelson Lamette from the San Diego Padres. Do either of you guys have uh, any issues with that? Anything you want to say that are pro to Nelson Lament before I get into why I think he's a bust? No, why, do you think he's, why do you think he's a bust? Yeah. Uh, I think he's a bust because injuries, basically. I don't think – I think if you take him uh, this year, you're, you're basically lighting a, a draft pick on fire is what I think. Uh, he hasn't pitched yet this spring. Um, report came out at the end of last year that if he continued to pitch through his arm fatigue, uh, he would have 100% been a candidate for Tommy John. Uh, I just don't think these things go away in the offseason. 
And I think when you're spending a top 100 pick on a pitcher like that, that's too risky for me. And you're t- these are some names that are going after Lamette that I would take and I wouldn't even think twice. Guys like Jesus Lazardo, Julio Urias, Sixto Sanchez, Patrick Corbin, Joe Musgrove, Lance McCullers, Corey Kluber, Sandy Alcantara. Those are all guys I'd take, and I just dropped all the way down to pitcher number 45. So uh, there's no way I'm getting him, and I think that's a guy that at pick 99, does he have upside? Yes, but you're betting on arm and you're betting on health. And if I have learned anything in my 10 plus years of fantasy baseball, it's that I will not risk, I will not gamble on health because it's bit me in the ass more often than not. Yeah, I'll, um, you know, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I basically I agree. I, there's no, this is a dude that he's hot one minute and he's cold the next. And, you know, as much as I would want him to continue that hot streak because when he's on that hot streak, he's on. Yeah. But he's got dynamic stuff. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. It, it's, it's too inconsistent. And then you look at the fact that who they just, the Padres, who they just added this um, off season in a guy that I'm not high on, but I still would rather him over. I'd rather you Darvish way over Lamette. Um, and I just think the more talent you're adding, the less times he's going to toe the rubber, you know? And yeah. So I'm. Um, and they added, yeah. they added three starting pitchers. Uh, three studs. This offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Three, yeah. Three, very three good. Potential studs. And so, I mean, they also have Mackenzie Gore and, yeah. and uh, Adrian Morajon. Is that how you say his name? I'm, I apologize, I so. Mr. Morajon. So. But he, yeah, they have him. He pitched quite, he pitched pretty good as their, uh, what do they call it? A follower? What do they call the guy who comes in after the opener? I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can't get into this. Sidekick? Yeah. We're going to call him the sidekicks, the sidekick pitcher. He was pretty good in that role. I don't know. We're playing T-ball. We're not playing baseball. It's it's nerd ball. It's nerd ball, and it drives me bonkers. I well, hate Get this. into it, because if you want to win this league, baby, oh, you got to get into nerd ball. Whatever. Whatever, man. Nerd ball is just not – It's it's crazy. So my next bust in deeper leagues, we actually – Swingman, I think is. I think Swingman's a guy that's just like between starter and reliever. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I think like Matt Andresi is your swingman. He's the guy yeah. who kind of comes in in the fifth. He can come in in the fourth. He can start. He's kind of like your uh, your utility and like the Josh Hader role. You know, the two three inning. They call that the fireman role. I don't know why necessarily, but that's the 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 name for the fireman role. I guess cool you bring them in when, like, they, I think they can put out the fires. Wouldn't that be know. a closer? Oh my god! No, this he's. Is... I don't know. <laughs> I like the different games, but we but yeah. we talked about. All right, let's. All right, we, we kind of got off off the track there. <laughs> like we said, it's St. Patty's Day. We're having fun. I think this guy. We talked about him earlier. I'm gonna like just like this. We're gonna we're not gonna play baseball. We're gonna play basketball. I'm gonna toss the ball up, tip drill to you guys. You take the court. You take the you take the floor. I think Zach Wheeler is a bust. Am I stupid? No. You know, I, I don't where where's his ADP? Because this is what we base our busts off of. We're not saying the guy sucks. We're basing it off of where he's getting drafted. So his ADP is what? 
94. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's right there. I, I think he's right there. So you don't think he's a bust? I think it's safer to call him a bust than it is safe. No, to we're not going to. Don't be safe. All right, so fine, fine, fine. Um, let let it let it let it shoot that. Let it fly, baby. In a deep let league, that fastball. So, so here we go. Here we go. We're in a deep league. If you know, we're in a deep league. He's not a bust. In a deep league, he's not a bust because okay. you have to imagine. There's say you come out with you know, I don't know, pick eleven pick 12 or whatever you have to imagine they're probably eight starting pitchers are already eight to 10 starting pitchers are already off the board. You would imagine you just, if you played. Yeah. Pitchers have, yeah. And even if not, if it's not eight or 10, I mean, there's a lot like you're talking yeah. about dealing with tier twos and tier threes right off the bat. Right. So, and that's where I think he fits in perfectly in the deep league. If we're throwing him in the shallow league, he's a bust. Deep league, I'm fine with him taking them there because I think again, Philly's a team that's coming out to prove people wrong. I think they they're better than people give them credit for. I believe in the Harper, the Ramutos, the Alec Bohm. They, I I think they're better than people give them credit for, um, and I think starting pitching has something to do with it. And I think Wheeler is a dude that he's not a bona fide stud, but he's a guy that you can give give the ball to every fifth day and be like, all right, he's going to allow three runs a game, two runs, two to yeah. three runs a game. He'll, his ERA will sit like three, two, three, five. But I have to expect Philly's going to score more than two runs a game. You know? Right. So you think he could be a good contributor in wins. So in yeah. points league that matters yeah. and in certain categories leagues where, you know, you get that statistic uh, as a positive for you, you you're going to want those wins. Chris, am I crazy for calling Zach Wheeler a bust? You know, here's the thing with Wheeler. So projected to win 12 games, 12 and 8, you know, 390 ERA, 125 whip, and a strikeout, 172 batters. I'm going to tell you why I will not draft Zach Wheeler, why he will not be on any roster that I have. And it's very, very simple. He ripped his fucking fingernail off by putting on and zippering up a pair of pants in September. <laughs> Just like I will not draft Salvador Perez ripped his knee apart picking up a suitcase. Like, I'm all set. So you can have your Zach Wheelers. You can get him at your value. You can get him early. You can get him late. You can get him on the waiver wire. You can offer him to me for whatever you – I'm going to tell you no because I'm all set with Zach Wheeler. <laughs> I, I'm good with him. Go rip your toenails and your fingernails off elsewhere. It's not happening on my watch. So do you feel the same about Trevor Bauer, the the, uh, the drone accident? I mean, Trevor Bauer is in a different category. Like, I was thinking about doing <laughs> I was thinking about doing the segment with one eye open. I was going to do the next one like this. But, so there's uh, – so there's a limit to your crazy. There is a limit to there is. You know, <laughs> there's a there's a point where talent is the higher a, apex. Is that the correct word? I'm getting what's crazy. What's the better story? Well, what's the better story though? You you're hanging out with buddies. You're gonna, you're gonna go to the bar. You're gonna hang out with some friends, and your hand is all wrapped up because it got mangled. What do you want to say? Well, I it, my finger got torn up with a drone, or I ripped it. You know, because I got the beans above the Frank, like in uh, something about Mary. Like <laughs> I'm all set right there. Like I'll take the dude who screwed up his hand on the drone. I'll go there. How about option C? I got a blister. 
That's what I'm lying. I'm straight lying. I'm saying yeah. neither of those things happened to me. I'm I, saying I, I got a blister all, from all, my bullpen session. That's yeah. you want to talk blister, then then now we're gonna go Rich Hill, who's another guy who's not even gonna see who won't be rostered by me in any league. Yeah, he's going late in drafts anyway, so he can I think all three of those, like if you come to me, you're wrapping your hand because you're a bliss you have a blister, I'm laughing you out of the room. I'm I I'm just but it hurts, man. I'm telling you it hurts. I'd rather you tell me that you ripped it in your jeans than you have to tell me you have a blister from holding the baseball. My yeah, my fingers I mean, hurt. Ah, dude, I don't know. All three of those, I'm laughing you out of the room. You What's the line from Happy Gilmore? Are you Kevin? Do you remember Happy Gilmore? Oh yeah. What do you? How old? Are you, like how young? Do I don't you know, dude. Age? I'm I'm an old man. I'm an old Happy man. Happy Gilmore is a classic. I'm an old man, so I just assume maybe you don't remember. Remember? Oh yeah. My fingers hurt. Well, now your back's gonna hurt because <laughs> you just pulled landscaping duty, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that reminded me of. Yeah. So you guys are so Chris is telling me I'm not crazy because this guy clearly no, is no, a not at all. Kevin, you tell me I am crazy because he's great at pitching. Uh after hearing both your arguments, you know, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm gonna pull the Tony Maz move myself because I'm looking at his baseball savant page right now. And his 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 data is phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, it is red, which means it is good. He is uh he provides innings. Which is fantastic. Uh, so, I guess I'm on the fence. Which means if you're have a, if you have a draft this weekend, uh, draft them or don't draft them. We don't, you know, whatever. It's up to you. This not the point of this podcast. This podcast is talking about baseball and have some fun. So, on to the sleepers, the deep, deep sleepers. Let's start about. A, I'm going to talk about an old man because we we're talking about me being old. So I think that's a good sweat segue to another old man, and that is Mr. Drew Smiley for the Atlanta Braves. He's battling for a roster uh, rotation spot right now, so you're going to want to monitor, uh, you know, that situation. He's going outside of the top 250 in drafts, but they gave him, I think it was 11 million dollars right away. So they had uh, saw something in him. He had a good 2020. Uh, for the San Francisco Giants. He's been pretty good over the last few years in weird roles for teams, uh, not necessarily fantasy-friendly roles for teams, but this year, if he's a starter for a team who's as, you know, poised to make a run as the Atlanta Braves are, I might take a shot at a guy like Drew Smiley to stash, not stash, but to put uh, at the back end of my rotation. What do you guys think about Mr. Smiley? I like Drew Smiley when... He was that in between where he had that RP SP eligibility. I feel like that's when like you really maximize his value. I they think call right it spark. Now, I think it's spark. Yeah, we're making up all kinds of names right now. Like is it's a I'm the man of weird like, names. I'm, I'm, I, I got I got them all. I I just I feel like I feel like there's just I feel like there's a lot of other players that you could maybe target um, in like a deeper league. You know, or even like guys that are kind of left over, you know, like how about like Danny Duffy? I'd rather take Danny Duffy than over Drew Smiley. Um, I'd probably go even, maybe even say like Mike Miner, who had a down year last year, is going to go back to KC. And all these three guys have a uh, KC connection. But I don't know. I just, I, I, I've always, whenever I, whenever I kind of remember Drew Smiley, I remember him from years ago when, you know, he had, like I said, had that RPSP eligibility. And I noticed he killed in the league that I was in, he killed us with, with whip. He just absolutely dominated that category. And depending on how your categories are, are, are swayed, um, 
I just I look at his stats this spring. He's just not been a good pitcher. I mean, you're gonna if you want him and you're gonna target him as someone that you can put at the back end of your rotation, you're gonna get him. And there's no, I don't think it's competition for Drew Smiley. Uh, it just I think his stuff has been. He said his stuff is is good and he's been sharp, but the results this spring have not been there for the Braves. Eleven million dollars. It's kind of like the going rate. The with, with the average starting pitch this year, center one year deal between that eight to what. $12 million range. So, well, Garrett Richards got less. Garrett Richards, though, he struggled at the beginning. I would honestly, I'd go Garrett Richards over Drew Smiley, and I'm not wearing my Red Sox hat because of that. I just think that I think that Garrett Richards, right. there is just so much more upside with his stuff. And like, I don't think that we have never really seen Garrett Richards actually be healthy. You know what I mean? Like, his only one good year that he was dominating was when like four or five years ago. And he ended well, he up he hurt his knee at Fenway. He actually hurt his exactly. knee at Fenway. Yeah. So, imagine what this kid could be. And I say, kid, he's older now, but imagine what this dude could actually be if he's not healthy. I mean, if he is actually healthy. So I don't know. I, I, I've just, I've never been, I've recently haven't been on Drew Smiley. So I would be out on him. No, I, I think that's a good point that you bring up because um, when you talk about a deep sleeper, you're talking about kind of your, your, your pick at the, your, your pick at the whole, you know, the whole litter here. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are going to be available late. And, you know, if you want to take this guy over that guy, you want to take a, you know, someone that you mentioned uh, a second ago, Mike Miner over Drew Smiley. Sure. They're kind of two guys cut from the same cloth, two veterans looking to make a name for themselves late in their career. So, no, I think it's a great point that you make up uh, that you talk about here. Kevin, what do you think about Drew Smiley? Do you have much to add or should we move on? What you thinking? I'm out on him. I'm out. You're I, out. I, I ju- yeah, I, I... I don't know, man. You know, he's I would like um, you know, like Chris said earlier, I think I would go Richards over him because yeah. it has more Michael too. I'd go Keichel over him. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, definitely you have to go Keichel over him for yeah, sure. You know, and it's I just view it as when I'm talking strictly as a like draft, like when we're going into the draft, are you drafting Drew Smiley? No. Because well then I'm gonna get him. Right, but fine. Get him. I just think that's the best best way to put fine. (laughs) Get him. Fine. Take him because it's one like, wait, you just wasted a roster spot. Like, great. That's another pitcher that's legit. Dude, I cannot wait to trade you him in the the middle of the season. And I'm I'm going to take whoever you want. I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to pick You're him not, up. You're not, because I'm not dropping him. I'm not dropping him. Chris. Fine. I'm not dropping him, Kevin. I'm not dropping him. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't want him. I want him. <laughs> I want him if Gary Richards goes down on the, you know, DL for a week or two, whatever it is. That... I mean, that's, that's going to be a guarantee. That's going to happen at some point. Right. So, great. Pick up Drew Smiley. Then, when Richards comes back, ship Smiley to the fucking moon. Like, I, I want nothing to do with the guy, I guess. Is basically where I'm at, so I'm 100% in on bust. I don't care if it's shallow or deep. But I just, I don't know. You know what? This is this is actually fun. This is so. I'm glad uh, this kind of went the way it did because I think we've just fell into our next game that we're gonna play. It's can I convince you guys that these are sleepers? And it sounds like the first try was a complete fail. Uh, so much so that I could have been on Tosh.0 or the ripoff of Tosh.0 ridiculousness uh, with as epic of a fail as I just had with the first name. But I'm going to bring up my second name, and let's see if I can convince you gentlemen that he's a sleeper. Josh Lindbaum from the Milwaukee Brewers. 
He has looked great so far this spring. He has shown a great uh, pitch mix, something that has translated well from the KBO. Uh, last year, he you know he had a, a full pitch pitch mix. Uh, he threw six different pitches, but he's kind of condensed that into throwing uh, uh, his curveball a little bit more. Last year, he threw it at 9.5%. Uh, so far this spring, he's thrown it a little bit more, and he's gotten hitters out with that pitch. His split-finger fastball was pretty lethal last year, and he's kind of – I think he's going to play off that this year. You talk about a guy who didn't have the stats last year, but still had a little bit of the batted ball data that you like to see, right? 79th percentile for hard hit percentage. Uh, his fastball spin, which is the statistic right now, if you want to be a, a baseball nerd, Kevin, I know I'm not trying to, I'm not talking to you when I'm saying this. Obviously, I'm probably setting myself up for another epic fail, but whatever. His fastball spin was in the, it was above the 90th percentile uh, last year. And I think that if last year was more than 60 games, he would have proven to be a better and more effective pitcher. Um, and I think in 2021, you will see the same thing happen uh, for Josh Lindblom. So uh, I think he's a sleeper given the fact that you can get him very late uh, in your draft. You can get him after pick 330. You can get him right now exactly at pick 339. So at the end of your draft, somebody I'm taking is Josh Lindblom. What do you guys say? Yeah, I hope you have that. Hang on. I hope you have that pick where you can go back to back in like a snake draft so you can go ahead and get Smiley and then Lindblom. You can get them both together. (laughs) You want that? Because you don't like him. What you're saying? I, I, I'll let Kevin go first. So this is, oh man, I don't want to say I don't like him. I could be convinced. If we're talking, can you convince us? This is the one guy you're going to convince me. That's it. He's the only one that I will sit at the table and let you try to convince me. Well, then what did I just do? Did I did I convince you? A little. There's a, there's a little movement. A little. <laughs> okay. But, you know, in in the reason the reason I say a little is, yeah, he struggled in in 2020, right? The other question mark type thing is this dude's very like spotty. Have you ever like he's he's very kind of like he's a finesse pitcher. We but we talked about finesse pitchers, yeah, Kevin. I, I just we've I talked can, about finesse pitchers. I can be convinced. I think I'm trying if, to do so. If we're talking, if we're talking, hey, I got the final pick in the draft, or I mean, final. It's my one, of my final picks in the draft. Or final Dude, we're talking about one of your final picks. Yeah, you're oh, taking them. You're taking them. Take them. Take them. Take them. Do it. Take them. Are you in my league? Are you in my league? Of course I'm in your league. Yeah, then of course no, I'll be in your league. I'll let you have him. I'll let you I'll let you figure out if he's a bum or not. And then when you realize that he's probably not worth a roster spot, and he's probably a dude you're just gonna stream. I'll I'll pick him up just to piss you off and then um, I can't I can't wait to draft Drew Smiley and Josh Lindblom, package them back. up and take your ace. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Like, all right, here, here's Jacob Degrom for both of those guys. So, so you're not gonna, you're not saying he's a sleeper. You're not gonna give me that. I'll give you a sleeper. I'll give you a sleeper. But, so that's a check. Know, Ding next. All right, boom. yeah, take that. Yeah, I'll let you have that moral victory. 
Thank you. Chris, are you going to give that I'm to not, me? No, 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 I'm not going to. Because why? when you say Josh Lindbaum, you know what I actually think of? I think of Miles Mikolas from the Cardinals, who's actually who's hurt right now. That's the, their same dude. It's the same guy. I like they're Miles Mikolas as well. They're I around the like same him. age. Take a look. Yeah. You go look at their stats, kind of put them side by side. Very similar. Very similar. Um, I, You want a sleeper? I'll give you a sleeper. Michael Pineda. That's a sleeper this year. That's a guy who's who's come back with the Twins, who, again, the Twins can't do anything in the playoffs, especially if they're playing the New York Yankees. But during the regular season, that's a good squad. Pineda is a sleeper. That's that's someone that I would go in target to say, like, hey, this is someone that's got that under-the-radar value. Lindbaum, I think, does to an extent. But I think Lindbaum, depending on the league, is someone that you're either going to get towards the end of the draft or you're going to kind of – See what he leave him on the, the free agent market and see after like two or three starts what he what he kind of does, where you might be able to scoop him up and kind of stash him and see if you're gonna get the consistency all season long. I just have a tough time saying as a 33-year-old pre-draft a sleeper when he really doesn't Fair. have that that history of of that hype. And I, that's why I think I think of him more as me. Nicholas. Yeah, okay, uh, so I'm you have a stash. He you, you would stash. categorize him in a stash. Okay, so it's like a half a point for me. The guy has a hard time staying in the major leagues. He just got back to the major leagues. Yeah, but he's thirty-three. Why is he coming? Like, because he was he he was too busy racking up MVPs in the KBO, baby. Which is the equivalent to Double A. If he was racking up MVPs in Double A, you'd be impressed, sir. But not as a thirty-three-year-old. If you're thirty-three, so now you're the ageist. So now the young one is becoming the ageist. Wow! See, we come full circle here on high heat fantasy. All right, so this is this is how I this is how I would put it. When we're talking, is my career. I'm a teacher. It's not technically. I'm not a certified teacher yet, but um, yeah, it's called it's called. A I hope you. I parents of the children. He's quote unquote teaching. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> there's a there's a certified teacher in the room. Right? I hope you are listening, but just omit what you heard. Right, fair, exactly. Fair, fair point. So Good point. We'll put that out. This is how we put it, right? The position I'm in is for t- stereotypical for that like younger kid kind of figuring out like, hey, I haven't passed the certification process yet, but I'm in the steps of doing it. So the minor leagues, right? I'm in, I'm in the minors. I'm a prospect. All right. Oh, I like if this I was, analogy. If I was going through and I'm like, oh, dude, like, you know, I get paid shit money. So it's like just like the minor leagues. And I'm looking next to me. And, and you ride a raggedy, raggedy bust? Yeah, exactly. There's a 34-year-old, a 33-year-old sitting next to me, the same spot. I'm looking at him being like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't for you, my man. If it's taking you this long to figure it the hell out, get out. Like, go, go. I don't know. Find something else. You're 33, and in baseball, that's you're getting up there. But in life, you know, you're 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 still pretty young. Go be an accountant. Go be something else. Go, I don't know, but this isn't it, you know. And you're having a hard time staying in the major leagues. You're gonna have a hard time staying on my fantasy team. Yeah, so all right, so we've gone now from convincing Kevin that he's a sleeper and a half a sleeper for, for Chris to me having another epic fail. Yeah, so, um, yeah I, I like completely 
Apparently that's what the segment is. I was all like, yeah, I could be persuaded to now. I looked. Maddie Kimmel versus the world, apparently. Yeah, I looked over here on Hot Heat Fantasy Baseball. Wait a minute. Hold on. I I completely forgot this dude was in the KBO for the last three years or four years. Don't you knock on the KBO. Don't you knock on the KBO. And now he's your accountant. And it is tax season, guys. So. And there's a lot of things to factor in for this tax season. Let me I just know, tell you that. Maybe he makes very good financial decisions. Maybe he's like, listen, I'm gonna. He's make gonna make great. Decisions. He's gonna make make great pitching decisions when he K's dudes up with that split finger fastball. Boom! I win the argument. We're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Thank your God, JBJ's innings. out there because there's gonna be a lot. I'll take those 148. And like I said, <laughs> Kevin, I can't wait to trade you, Drew Smiley and Josh Lindblom for good your. Luck. Number Good two, down. because you're desperate for my studs that I got on my team. Yeah. Luck, All right. Man. Let me let me try to convince you of my last deep league sleeper before I move on to stashes, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, here we go. This pitcher. I'm not even going to give you a name. I'm not going to give you a team because I want to blind test you here. I'm just going to give you some stats, some batted ball data, and you tell me if you would like him or you wouldn't, and then I'll fill you in. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of an MTV dating show here, a little bit of a little reality TV here kind of thing. Close your eyes. Well, you don't have to close your eyes. We're Zoom here, but whatever. This I'll picture, do one eye. Do the Trevor Bauer one eye, please. Thank you. I appreciate your compliance, your boys. Wow, it's amazing. I can still see. This pitcher finished in the top seventy-five percentile in. Expected WOBA, expected ERA, and expected batting average. So basically, you can take luck a little bit out of there. This pitcher was also in the 87th percentile of Ks and the 92nd percentile for walks. This pitcher is only 25 years old, and he is playing for a team that I think we all agree is a up-and-coming roster. The pitcher I'm talking about now is Eliezer Hernandez from the Miami Marlins. And you can get him very late in your draft. And I am taking him because I believe he is a sleeper. Am I right or am I, uh, well, uh, right, boys? Ah, man. No, no. No, I'm I'm out. I, I I have no interest in him. I guess you know. Yay, great! Thanks for the nerd ball stats. It means nothing to me. All right, I. So what do you want to hear? What stats will mean something to you? <laughs> Let me convince you. Let yeah, me. So you. yeah, so so my the way I look at it is my telltale sign, and I I know this is kind of. Do you like listen to this stat? This is a little bit more uh, caveman for you, that Kevin. Yeah, there you go. Let's see. Thirty-four strikeouts in twenty-five innings. Okay. Yeah. What's his, what's his ERA? Is he allowing runs? Three one six. Three one six. All right. So so we're getting movement. We're getting movement. He's in the. He's in the. All right. Now he's all of a sudden kind of creeping in there, right? I'm just I, – I think wins and losses are – I agree with that. It's a joke, right? Like closers can get a win when they come in and have one job. They blow a save, but they walk it off the next inning or the next half inning. They get a win. It's a joke. That shouldn't be how it is. 
you failed at what your job was. Shouldn't get rewarded for that. But, you know, so I'm very much ERA. Strikeouts is great. Um, I'm, I'm a caveman. You know, I know I'm young. About that whip. Here's another stat for you. The whip, 1.01. Whip has been brought up multiple times in the show. Yeah. yeah I, I love I'm me by- some good whip. You yeah. love me? Yeah. Cool whip. Cool whip. Whip and Nene. You know. um, whip and hey, Nene. Hey, fun fact. I was him for Halloween like six years ago. Eliezer Hernandez? I, no, no. The the, <laughs> yes, I was. Yes. Uh, no, uh, the dude that sings whip and Nene. I don't know who, who sings that. I, I'm too. I'm an old uh, man. I think it's like Salento or something like that. Gronk. I, I get. I get the picture. I have a picture of me in the in the costume. I tweeted. Yeah, you, you know, I'll I'll just speed this up a little bit here. Yeah, I I I'll be convinced. The same thing. You know, last pick of the draft, and you're sitting there like, who the hell am I gonna take? I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I've been at this for two hours now. Whatever it may be. It's not very convincing. You're not giving me credit here by saying it this way. All right, fine. I'll, you know, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. You, you're, you're. I can see you're visually just beaten down. Oh I'll, come on! I'll take him. I'll take him. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree. Yeah! It's probably a sleeper. You're right. Yes. Right. You know, sometimes it takes a little extra. Uh, you know, pounding mm-hmm. down to uh, to get to get what you want. I guess. Wow, that sounded kind of stupid, Chris. Am I st- am I crazy? To think that Eliezer Hernandez is a sleeper in deep leagues. Hey, you know, you said that you didn't like wins, right? You think they're overrated? Well, he had one win last year. Six starts, six games, one win, 25-inning sample size for a dude who has a career ERA at 4.82. Um, not bad. Uh, not, not bad. And he's almost, he's almost has a five ERA. What do you mean? Four eight two, dude. What lineup is scoring you five runs a game outside outside of the Red Sox? Watch your mouth. Good luck. The Marlins, the 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 Marlins aren't doing that. They were the poster child of COVID last year. They were. I'm I'm actually like they were. They were lucky to even get to where they got to. The fact that they had so many guys who were either out because of COVID. He's a sleeper, though. All right, I'll give you that. He is definitely a sleeper. He's definitely – he's someone that you should monitor, right? I'm not actively going out and drafting him. But having said that, 25 innings at a with a whip that's, you know, hovering around one is pretty impressive. Um, he gave up five home runs, though, in the 25 innings of work. Did give up five walks. But – but there is there is some the peripherals around that. There, there's some there's some upside with him. 25 years old, and again, if he's got SPRP eligibility, and again the way that the game is kind of trending, there's value with him. But for me, he's not someone that I'm actively targeting. He's definitely latter end of the drafts. Going to throw a flyer up on there. He's one of those dudes that's that's you're going to get lucky with, and you're going to be happy that you went with him. But I'm not targeting him. So it sounds like uh, that was as lukewarm of a result as I could have gotten in my two proposals, but that's fine. You know what I mean? You, this is right now. He's he's on that bus with with Kevin going to school. Like he, they could just they're sitting together on the bus. I ain't picking him up. <laughs> Take the bus, kid. All right, fair enough. Take the win as it is and just move on. You know, it wasn't pretty, but at the end, we you scraped it out. Just move on. 
And the beauty of podcasts is that we can we review this later and see if I was ridiculous or not. Which it will but, be, but hey, all right. But hey, exactly. Whatever. We'll see. And you know what? I will just blame it on St. Patty's Day. It's going to be funny when you trade Smiley and the other dude for this guy right here. This is going to be the trade right here, these three players. Okay, so we're talking – all right. So I'm just going to give my stashes, uh, bam, 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 and then you guys can chime in uh, on these players or your own uh, deep league stashes that you want to bring up. And we'll kind of just – because this is the last segment of the show, so we'll kind of just go – you know, we'll put all our energy into it. So I'm just going to rattle off some of my deep league stashes here. Uh, As a Red Sox guy, I have been monitoring these two pitchers all spring. Um, There has been some news, so I think I have my decision between these two, uh, Tanner Houck and Nick Pavetta from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Houck has now been sent to the alternative, alternative training site. So he is no longer a candidate to break camp with the Sox. So Nick Pavetta kind of sits in that driving seat. And uh, I've liked what I've seen this spring. So uh, he is a fantasy guy that, you know, many guys in the community just can't quit. Uh, And I'm one of them. So uh, Nick Pavetta is someone that I will be keeping my eye on as a late round, you know, like late, late, late draft uh, pick or someone I pick up in free agency early on. Uh, the other guy I'm stashing, Yusei Kikuchi from the Seattle Mariners. This guy came out throwing shed in the spring. Uh, lefty, uh, he came over from the uh, uh, Japanese Baseball League last season, and he wasn't as – or two seasons ago, and he wasn't as dominant as uh, people may have thought. But this spring has been a little bit different, and he's looked pretty uh, electric and – uh, he's going crazy, crazy late. So he's somebody that you can kind of just throw a flyer at late, 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 late in the draft. You're talking about somebody after pick 320. So, again, somebody that I'm just taking, uh, you know, uh, a flyer on late in drafts. Uh, the last pitcher is Randy Dobnak from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, somebody who's had a cup of coffee in the bigs, ne- hasn't necessarily uh, – you know, left his mark just yet, but he's having a great spring. And the Minnesota Twins is, you know, they're going to be a very good ball club this year. And uh, I'm trying to hitch as many. Uh, I, I like, like we've talked about it here on the on the podcast that there are sometimes value in players for bad teams, and there's sometimes value for players on good teams and starting pitcher. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you kind of want to hit your wagon to the pitchers and go on good teams because they'll get cheap wins sometimes, or they'll be, you know, they'll be given a longer leash to go later in games because they're up. You know, if even if they've given up four earned runs, but their team has scored nine, you know, why can't he go out for the sixth or whatever? So, for those reasons, like I, I like guys on good ball clubs, and Randy Dobnak, if he breaks camp, is somebody I'm definitely grabbing, fellas. You like these guys? Do you have some more guys you want to throw into the ring? Let me hear some of your deep league stashes. Speaking of stashes, have you seen Dobnak? Like that dude's mustache is epic. The epic. only reason why I like dude, I want like I he's on my he's on my he's on my big board because of the mustache. Um but I'm on top of that too, question. Yeah, mustache. Yeah, get the, the barbell. Um, but last year though, 405 ERA. Um 46 innings of work, six and four. Now you're going to have a full season. The twins are going to be a really good team again this year. Um, I, I think that he's, I think he's someone that you target. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another name. So you were mentioning the dude from Seattle. Well, what's, what's your thoughts on the guy from Texas? Uh, Kobe Arihara. What do you, 
when you kind of slot him? I got to be honest. I had, I, you know, I know he came over from uh, the Japanese baseball league last uh, in the, this off season. Um, he was actually somebody the Red Sox were linked to, but yeah. I got to be honest. I haven't really done much research on him. I haven't heard the name necessarily pop up, but he is definitely someone I was interested in, you know, pre off season because of his stuff. So please tell me about him. Well, he's already reached his uh, innings limit pitched. Pitched. Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. We're getting to the end of the show. His innings pitched limit limit in, yeah. in the spring. Uh, but I mean, he's looked pretty good. I mean, he's looked pretty good. Uh, while you're taking the Drew Smileys of the world and taking flyers on those guys, I'll go ahead and take a flyer on Arihara because I think that uh, you know there's some upside there. And if you're not, if you're taking him later in the draft, there's not a yeah. major commitment there. You he's know, going basically undrafted. Commitment. Coincidentally, he's going uh, right around where Nick Pavetta is going. Someone else we just mentioned. And let me tell you what I am. I'm trying to get Nick Pavetta in my 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 main league right now. Um, it's been it's been a tough get. The problem is, is that I'm trying to get more on top of it because Pavetta, for some reason, was drafted two years ago when he was with the Phillies at five bucks, and he's not a five dollar pitcher in our league. So um, if I'm going to take on that value, I want another piece to go with it. But I like Pavetta this year. I think Pavetta's showing us some stuff this spring. He's carried his – I think he's really carried from last season into the spring here. So I think this – I think Bloom might have found something with this kid. And if they can get him strained out, you know, he's their fifth starter right now. But maybe – who knows? You know, he could definitely provide some some quality to uh, to someone's fantasy league. Definitely. Yeah. Kevin, I'll... some of your uh, late, late stashes here. Yeah, I mean, the – you kind of have all hit the head, uh, nail on the head right now. Um, Nick Pavetta is a guy I do 100% think Boom found someone in him. I know he's probably slated in at that five spot, but I would not be surprised one bit if he finds his way up into that three spot in the Sox rotation. I think the Sox are going to be very cautious with Valdi. So you kind of have that. Oh, weird- yeah. Weird all-star break. I think that you're going to see a huge shift in how that rotation is structured. Let's say sales coming back. Sales going to obviously take the one. They're going to be cautious with the one, though. So Erod's going to be that kind of one A mm-hmm. still. Now, all of a sudden, you're throwing, you know, Rivaldi in. So it's Rivaldi the two, but then two A because realistically, if you get sale healthy, going to go sail Erod, Valdi, and now all of a sudden, you, you know, it, the rotation come the all-star break is going to morph, and I think Pavetta is a guy that they're going to look at him right now and be like, hey, we don't want you to have any pressure. We mm-hmm. want you to go out and just do what you're doing. So yeah. we're going to give you, here's a five spot, no pressure, do what you got to do, but I mm-hmm. think he takes that opportunity and is Five spot? No, I'm I'm two three. The alpha's that five spot, yeah. Yeah, here's here's why I'm two three. People forget that Erod, when he was first coming up, he was the five spot. Kind of took him a year or two to be like, you know what? No, no, no. Two spots mine. I want yeah. that. You know, I think Pavetta's more I got this. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I think he's more of that cocky for lack of a better word. Um, so I do think my main guy would have been Pavetta coming out. Um, Dubnak I like as well. 
you know, when we're getting into these deep leagues, like Chris is saying, you know, find someone with a high ceiling, right? When you're getting into deep leagues, these guys that we're all talking about are going to be near the back end anyways. So pick high. So find someone with a high ceiling and take a chance on them because at the end of the day, I'm a big guy. That, I'm a big believer thinking you win or lose your fantasy leagues by who you add and drop throughout the waiver wires, right? Like who do you pick up on waivers? Who do you mm-hmm. drop? You know, so I think these late in the year, find or late in the draft, sorry, find someone with a high ceiling. And I think those will pay out for you if you hit the right guy. If you hit the right guy, that's a pretty, you know, that's a serious sentiment because it's true. If you believe in a guy, you know, whether you hit on him or not, sometimes it's about the process, not the result. Chris, do you have uh, anything, anything, anything about starting pitching, about fantasy baseball that you want to throw out before we wrap this thing up? No, I think that, uh, I think we covered a lot of ground here for uh, I think for us and people who are going to listen, you know, we're, we're in the structure right now, you know, teams and uh, leagues they are drafting now. So, I mean, for us, you know, we're waiting to the last possible minute Sunday before the league is going to start just in case people get hurt, things like that. So mm-hmm. I too. think any, I think any information that we can get to people is super valuable right now. And, and people are going to be looking, you know, right now, you know, who the studs are. It's, it's, stuff that we talked about right now is really going to make a break. A lot of people's prep, you know, it's whether or not they're going to go and target Pavetta's or your Josh Lindbaum's who are not a sleeper, but guys like that, you know I mean? Those are the ones that they're going to, they're going to take the information and kind of help, uh, kind of help figure out what they're going to do. How do so, you? Um, yeah. How do you? I, I think, I think I'm good there. I think I'm good. All right. So that concludes this episode of the high heat fantasy baseball <clears throat> podcast. Um, I'm, I hope you got a lot out of what we, you know, we're talking about in terms of starting pitching and guys, you can draft early guys. You should wait late uh, guys. You should avoid altogether. Uh, so make sure you go ahead and follow our guest on Twitter. He is at Chris Henrique. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Maddie Kiwum. Follow Kevin on Twitter at Perdius nine five. And as always, make sure you follow the show's Twitter handle as well at high heat ffb couchguyssports.com is where you can find everything cgs make sure you follow and subscribe to this couch guy sports twitch channel please subscribe to our youtube channel as well that is where you can get access to the videos of some of our podcasts and everything couch guy sports videos what have you you know we also have the cgs store where you can get you know couch guys merch check it out Thank you guys for listening and tune in next week. Peace.